wait, 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 wait. That's so good. If you can't do everything, because spoiler alert, you can't. I forgot you're late to the party, but better late than never when it comes to that. Hey y'all, it's LJ here, owner and founder of Smart Moms Plan Disney and Smart Moms Travel. We are so glad you're here for another episode of the Smart Moms Plan Disney podcast. Now, here's your host, Allie. Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of the Smart Moms Plan Disney Podcast. Today we are getting close to rounding out our Mega Sevens episodes. These episodes where we have taken inspiration from all seven of the dwarves and really tried to compile these lists that will make your trips better. So we have the best of, the worst of, tips, tricks, ideas, and today we are tackling Doc. We are going to compile a list made from individual lists that each of us made to come up with the seven most valuable tips, tricks, and strategies, doc approaches to your Walt Disney World vacation. I am joined today with Katie and LJ. Good morning, girls. Hello. Hey, how's it going? It's going great. And I get really excited when I know I get to share this information. It feels almost insider. You know, to the three of us, these are things we know. These are things that are common, that we understand. And the reality is, is that your average, you know, family that's planning a trip to Disney World that's never been doesn't know these things and you don't know what you don't know. And so I'm excited to help change some perspectives and ideas and, and leave people with just better trips in the long run. The approach I took was really a, like a timeline, you know, the things you need to know before you book, while you're booked but haven't traveled, and then of course, while you're on your vacation. Oh, I'm not so organized. I hope that's okay. Yeah. I just wrote mine down in the list. Oh, yeah, of course. I, you know, I, I have a very type A approach to everything, but I think as long as we have seven, and I'm sure <laughs> that's right. Um, yeah, <laughs> I was going to say my list is some things that you will think about ahead of time while you're still in the planning phase and some things that you can implement while you are there at the parks. And there's, man, there's just so many good, smart doc strategies that we can talk about. And I feel like this is an episode where, you know, the 80-20 principle where it's like, put in 20% of the time, get out 80% of the value. I feel like this is one of those. If you just listen to this episode, you're going to get so much. I completely agree. This episode is going to feel like the diamond mine where a million diamonds shine. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my gosh. I'm going to start today. Usually when we make these lists and we do these episodes... I like to pitch it off to somebody else and have them start. I want to start today because I had this particular one on another list of mine for another episode, and it didn't make our top seven. Uh, We talked ourselves out of it, and I believed in that list, and I think part of the reason this didn't make it was because it was the last thing I said, and we already had a really (laughs) strong list that we believed in. I don't want to risk leaving it off because I do think this is actually the number one. Like, this tip, this strategy will change every single thing for the better. And I would be surprised if both of you don't also have this on your list, but uh, it's use a travel agent. I felt like I knew what you were going to say. Like, yeah, of course, that's the number one. Of course it is. Yeah. Use a smart mom's travel agent. Like we talk all the time on the show. People know that we are travel agents, but it's not really the focus of this show all the time. You know, we're talking about so many different topics uh, and this needs to be heavy on, on the agent side of this for a minute. Do people realize that Disney builds the cost of using an agent into your trip, whether you use one or not? 
a no. lot of don't know that. Right. It, it's included. It's included in your price. You're going to pay, you know, whatever you're going to pay for your package. And it's going to include your room and tickets. Allie, are you saying that our services are completely free? Yes. <laughs> you're going to pay. And everybody's like, oh, my package includes my room and my tickets. That's such a great, you know, roll in. It also includes your travel agent. I feel like so many people think of real estate agent. And when you use a real estate agent to sell your house, like you're absolutely going to pay them commission that you could otherwise keep if you did a for sale by owner. And I feel like that people use that same model and they're like, oh, I get to keep that money if I plan my own vacation. And I see people asking constantly in the big group, Smart Moms Planning Disney on Facebook. They're like, how much does it cost to use a travel agent? Here we are in 2023. And that's still the question that are people are asking no matter what it is not going to cost you more to use a smart moms travel agent and i put our name in there not to be like rude to any other travel agencies out there i but some travel agencies do charge on top of their of the of the commission that disney gives us we do not it's like part of our policy like no smart moms travel agents charge any additional fee so if you book directly with disney you're going to pay the exact same cost as if you book with a smart mom's travel agent. But I would even argue that we'll usually save you money because we're going to check for releases. We're going to know how to structure your package the best way. And you guys can speak to that because I know today was a big day for you guys. Yeah, this morning, right before we got on this uh, recording to do this episode, uh, Disney released a promo. And, you know, even as travel agents, we don't get any sort of warning that that's coming. You know, it just shows up in our email and they're like, surprise, there's a big promo. And not only can you access it, but the whole world can access it. <laughs> and what I'm able to do is log in and save my clients money before they're work commute is over before they've even sent their kids off on the school bus. You know, I get it done. Katie gets it done. We all get it done. And we're able to just send an email and say, guess what? We just saved you $500 or whatever it is. That's a service that you, you want, you want that on your side for free. You know, you want somebody that is going to log in in the earliest hours of the morning to book that really special birthday dinner that you you know you want. You know, those dining reservations are hard to get. But if anybody's going to get them, it's going to be us. Mm -hmm. For sure. You mentioned that we monitor the promotions and that we automatically apply them for our clients. Like, you, you as our clients don't have to ever even think about it. It's just you get that email that says, here's your pixie dust savings. And Allie, don't you love sending those emails to our clients that says, hey, I just saved you money? right? Like it feels so good to do that. And we do the dining reservations and everything as well, which we are all very well versed in. But the only way to get really well versed in like understanding the ins and outs of Disney is to go really often. And Smart Moms agents do. We are visiting Disney really often. I know me personally, like I'm a local, so I'm at Disney pretty much every week. And so even if you think about your friend who goes to Disney every year and what insights they can offer you, I mm -hmm. can probably offer you more insights than them because I'm there every week, right? But <laughs> um, that's that's just to speak to smart moms agents know what, like they're going to know more than what you anticipate them to know. And whenever you book with us, it's not just that transaction. It's not just like book it and buy. We are having a relationship with you. We are learning like what your family wants out of this trip. We are forming that connection with you because we deeply care about your trip. Like we deeply care 
that you have the best time. And so we're going to be talking with you the whole way through the planning process, making sure that you have all of the best insights so that you can have the most magical time. Yeah, it, it's this is the best one. This is going on the list, right? We all agree with this one. I totally agree. A hundred percent. on the list. It is going on the list because this is the before. This is the during. This is the after. This is every single thing. And it's going, this is the one tip that I think in every area will make your trip better. So it's on the list. And I feel very proud of it. And I feel so glad that I said it first. Um, Katie, give us one. Okay. Um, so one of the ones that's in the, like, before you arrive, the planning part of your trip is come up with a plan for how you're going to handle those not so magical moments. And I was thinking particularly about like tantrums with my kids, or what do you do if a ride is shut down? Or what do you do if a character meet and greet that you really wanted to do isn't available? Or whatever it may be, there there are going to be moments that come up on your trip that could, you know, cause a ripple that could like be a bump along the way. But I think that you really need to prepare yourself with a mindset of how you're going to handle those moments ahead of time so that you can continue to have a really good trip. I absolutely have this on my list, but I have it listed as managing expectations. And I feel like it's like you're not going to heaven. It's Disney World. It's still part of Earth. So life is still going to happen there. Like you still need to change your kids' diapers. You still need to make sure they don't get too hot. All the things, right? Mm -hmm. And it's just like if you go into it like with this vision of like everything being perfect, I think you're going to have a hard time because it's not all going to be perfect. It's going to be amazing. It's going to be incredible and a billion times better than your regular life, but it's not going to be perfect. And so having those conversations with your spouse, with your kids, and more importantly, I think with yourself of like, what's the goal here of this trip? And I think so many people can choose the wrong goal and they'll choose something like to do it all. And I feel like the right goal is to have the most enjoyable time with the people that you love. Yeah, I I like that. I think managing expectations is a great way to put it, especially when we're talking through it. I wonder how, like, what other tag we could put on it for the list, because I don't want it to sound like manage your expectations because your time isn't going to be great. Like when you just talked about how magical your time is going to be, because that's, that is the truth. Like you both said, you're going to have, you're going to leave and not remember the tantrum. That is no, that's right. And so being, being prepared for things to not go as planned, but how do we say it in a way that doesn't sound like your trip's going to be bad? (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, all right, let me think of this. All right, I'm going to put it in standby while we think of how to title it, but I really like it. But we can keep thinking about how to like phrase that so that it's like a positive thing and people maybe it's being prepared for the moments that pause the magic. How about manage magical expectations? Because you really don't want to think it's going to be way bigger. Like, Tinkerbell is not going to fly above your heads and give you pixie dust. Like, so it's like you can't expect. Yes, she is. <laughs> Well, okay, maybe. <laughs> I'm like, hello, have you ever been to Happily Ever After? She might. She might at that one moment, but she's not like falling around. Okay, I like it. LJ, right. whatever, what else do you, uh, what do you have? Let's hear one of yours. Okay, the very first one that came to my mind was to stay on site to no one, to absolutely no one's surprise who has been listening to me talk on this podcast. I am such a huge fan 
of staying on site. And if you guys recall, I was a huge, like, diehard, like, I will argue with you in Facebook groups until I'm blue in the face. I was a diehard offsider. But staying on site is the single best thing you can do to have a magical vacation. I'm going to say the second, because I think having a travel agent is actually more important than staying on site. Because even if you... If you have a travel agent, but you're going to, but you still have to stay outside, your travel agent can like mitigate that situation for you so much better than you can on your own. So like first, get yourself a travel agent. Second, most important, stay on property if you can. Like the values are like a three-star hotel. If you compare the values to like another three-star hotel, then you're going to be really close in the same family, especially when you factor in like Disney has provided transportation. You don't need a rental car. You're not going to pay for parking, those kind of things. Just just stay in sight, you guys. It's so much better. Yeah, this was, you, on, this was on my list. Sam property is a no-brainer. You get perks that, that make up for everything. We've talked about this on our Staying in the Bubble mat, um, episode. We talked about it in the Sleepiest of Them All episode, in our Value, Moderate, and Deluxe Resort Breakdown episodes. We're very passionate about it. And not because we're travel agents. You know, we can book you off-site. It's just a better experience, and we know it is. It's better for the early entry. It's better for the included transportation. It is better for extended evening hours if you're staying deluxe. It is better for convenience, um, better for dining, better for individual lightning lanes. It is everything. It is your trip leveled up and pretty doable regardless of your factors. So stay on property is absolutely on my list, and I think it needs to make the full list. I would say that staying on property also needs to go on the list just because it's a it's a totally different experience. And this sort of builds on what LJ was saying with like staying off site. I was talking to my husband last night and I was like, what makes you love Disney? And he was talking about the rooms and he was like, if we had stayed in a place off site that was just a regular hotel, he's like, it would have been a vacation sure fine but he was thinking back to a couple weekends ago we stayed in those royal guest rooms at Port Orleans Riverside and he was like the fireworks in the headboard hello like the whole experience it's not like you're going on a Disney vacation you're going to the Disney parks you're having a great time but staying on site gives you that added like you are immersed in the magic the whole time yeah. I totally agree. I feel like it's it's just not a Disney vacation. You know what I mean? Like you're if you're staying off site, it's like yes, you're on vacation, but it's like it's not a Disney vacation. I feel like having a true like Disney vacation means you're staying on site. It's so many things and it's both like tangible and intangible. But the main thing for me is just the feeling of like lightness that I have when I'm on Disney property, like knowing that I do not have to deal with like the real world knowing that like Disney's going to take care of everything and if anything goes wrong Disney's going to handle it like so much more magical yeah that's on the list let's um, add it okay and I'm trying to figure out which way I want to go first and I think I think I'm gonna go with this one okay put down your $200 deposit as soon as you know you want to travel to Disney World I have this yep. as a strategy because $200 is pretty attainable for you know for most people to come up with you know pretty fairly quickly once you decide you know wait till your next paycheck or whatever that's going to be the $200 is refundable should you have to change your mind and not go to Disney although you don't need to do that because your package is also modifiable so you can make changes or your agent can make changes and your rates are always going to be lowest when you start looking and then of course promotions can be applied so lock yourself in 
and pay on it for two years if you have to, you know, work with your travel agent, they can help. Uh, but don't wait to get yourself locked in. Absolutely. That comes back to that someday maybe mentality. And I was stuck in that mentality for the majority of my life. You all know that we took our first real like family vacation back in 2021. And it was always, I would love to take my kids to Disney someday. It was always that. Mm -hmm. And we never took even that baby step of action of putting a deposit down. And so it was never going to happen for me until I actually took that step of saying, we're going to Disney and I'm putting that money down today. <laughs> yeah, because it makes it tangible. It makes it real. This is the thing we're planning to do. And even if we're not planning to do it for a very long time from now, now I'm working toward a tangible goal. And 100%. I see so many people who are still in that someday, maybe like, I want to take my kids sometime. And I'm, ju I'm just like, let's make it happen. You're not like, I hate to break the news to you. You're not just going to magically wake up at Disney someday. Whether it's now or whether it's later, like there's a process and you have to get there. And the sooner that you start working on it, the sooner you get to go to Disney. And honestly, in my experience, the sooner your life is going to change. Yeah. And because yeah. I you don't need to stress about this. This isn't, oh my gosh, I put $200 now and now Disney has me in Disney jail. And if I don't pay $1,000 a week, I don't get to go. Like, it's not that. You pay $200, you're locked in. You got flexibility and freedom. You don't owe anything else till 30 days before travel, whenever travel is. You know, it, it might not even be the date you lock in at first. I think I, this is like a must strategy. I, I love working with a company that is so, like, honestly, let's just say it, that is so confident in them, their own self and their own business that mm -hmm. they allow this sort of flexibility. There is no other situation. Like, G Disney is genuinely just over there like, people are going to come. Like we've, we've built like an amazing thing here. Like people are going to come. We don't need to worry about whether you give us $200 and then you push it out for three years. Like other people are going to take that spot. There's no feeling of like you've signed up for this and now you're locked in at it. And I've been traveling other places recently and there is not that flexibility anywhere else that I've experienced. You got it. At whatever point you come and you familiarize yourself, you know, you're going to be hooked. So uh, let me ask you this you because we... We all run like f Facebook communities and stuff where we have people that are asking us about Disney and everything. Do you feel a little bit heartbroken inside whenever someone says we would love to go to Disney someday? I feel I feel like it's such a teachable moment. That's how yeah. I feel. And I feel I feel like at all. It doesn't break my heart. I like immediately am excited. I'm like, yes, yeah, someday is now. We start now. Yes, it is. Today is the day that we all need to name someday and just do it. No, I do. I feel like it's an opportunity to have a conversation and to mm -hmm. help them see. And the thing is, is like, if they're living their life, like this is like the teacher in me and like the passionate leader in me, like if they're living their life like that, that like someday they're probably living the rest of their life about someday as well. And it's like, I get so excited to like, even have like contact with them because I'm like, you're going to get sucked in. You're going to go to Disney. You're going to be talking to one of my amazing travel agents. And like your whole life is going to be like, you're going to realize from this. And it's not for everybody, but for me, like my whole life changed when, because of Disney, I wanted to go. I was like, I can't be in the mindset of like someday because mm -hmm. I was not making great financial decisions. And I was just like, I always had this mindset of like, someday I'll pay my bills. I'll get out of debt. And like, it just really didn't matter. I was like young, it's fine. And then it was like, I had something I was so passionate about and I wanted to go back. And it was like, well, I like now I had a reason to get my financial house in order because I was like, I can't go back 
in good conscience and just, you know, put another trip on a credit card. Like I have to get things sorted out a little bit better so that I can go as often as I want. And it literally ended up changing my entire life. Like now we live here. This is my business. And that may not be true for everybody, but I do feel like Disney is such a good influence in teaching you like how to create a goal for yourself and your family and then how to like work towards it. And even if you don't hit it when you think you're going to hit it, that's okay. Like you, like you didn't waste your time. You're still on the path. Just keep going. I love that OJ. All of that was gold. So (laughs) I agree. And that's, we're, you're going to start today. If you think, if, if there is the someday in your mentality, then you get a hold of your travel agent today. You start working toward it. And if you don't already have an agent, the link is in our show notes. You can get connected with one of the podcast hosts because you put the 200 down and that's all that it takes. And now you can take an exhale. That's really mm-hmm. the hardest part, right? Is putting down that money. Yeah. So that's three off of my list on our main list um, because I also had one that LJ shared. So uh, Katie, I think you're up. All right. This is the last one that I have that is in that like pre-arrival planning phase and it's don't over plan. <laughs> um, if you are coming and you you plan an itinerary down to the minute <laughs> or even down to the hour of this is what we're doing and this has to happen here and like you are setting yourself up to not have a good time because the minute that anything gets off the rails you're going to be like oh we didn't get to do this that and the other and it sort of caters to what LJ was saying earlier too about don't come and think that you're going to do literally everything you can't listen like i've i've lived here a year now and we go to disney like i said weekly there are still things at disney that i have not ever done mm-hmm. same <laughs> Uh, this, same. Is, uh, this is a really good one. And I love that you just said there are things you haven't done because same. We're all saying same. Right. Same. Yep. So, but it, I, there is food I have not eaten. There are rides I have not been on. Last night, somebody was literally trying to tell me where something was. And they were like, oh, it's in that building when you walk in on the left. And I was like, oh, I've never been in there. They were like, how? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I've yeah. never gone in there. And so you were in that conversation, Katie. And yeah, so yeah. It, it's just so funny because. It's huge, you guys. This is such a good one. Don't, you, you're not doing it all, okay? I don't care if you go for 11 days. You're not doing it all. It's too much. And so I love that you did this. And it's kind of giving me an idea. And this is why I like that we put that manage expectation ones in the standby queue. Because yeah, I was feeling like it should be combined too. Because yeah, like, like, you can't, like that, your expectation of like what you can do. So you're like, like I can't my- do it all. Yeah, my I had planned for a down day on my list, which I also think works nicely with this because if you don't include some downtime, you're going to feel like you ran a marathon and you need a vacation from your vacation. Disney is exhausting. You need that time, okay? So don't overplan, like Katie said, slash include a down day and follow cues from your family, which will help you manage those expectations, right? It will help you handle when things are getting tough because your kids are going to throw their tantrums. You know what I mean? And you can't look at your, you brought them to, you can't say I brought you to Disney. I brought, you know, they didn't ask you to bring them to Disney or maybe they did, but either way, like (laughs) they're still tired. They're still living life and they still have, you know, a small, a small fuse. And so I think these all kind of work nicely together of don't overplan, include a down day and follow cues from your family. So now we're at four on our list and i have only three remaining on mine um how are you all doing lj are you ready to give us one i'm gonna go to one that i feel like is like has to be on the list like 
this is like has to be and that is planning around the crowds and i'm gonna make that encompass like all the ways that you can plan around crowds i'm also going to encompass encompass in this using lightning lane and all the strategies that can help you with planning around crowds like staying deluxe and getting your extra hours in the park that other people aren't there the strategy of like coming to the park early in the day doing a bunch of rides until like 10 30 11 o'clock and then being like let me have lunch and then going back for a nap and then coming again when the crowds have left and like the heat of the day is over like all the things just like being smart about the crowds yeah. i like it so is that ballsy to include all of that in one no not at all oh i'm the queen of just like combining everything to get things on the list. <laughs> but it, it is so all-encompassing like crowd management really does come yes. to you that's, something... a, that's the perfect term for it we're gonna say crowd management and it's all of those things yeah it's so, all of those things. I like saying crowd management. Something really funny about me. I like I have a hard time speaking to this one because I am I guess when it comes to Disney, just sort of I don't know if free spirit is the right word, but I don't really do like I just I'll go whenever, I'll go to any park any day. And it probably just cir- sort of circles back to the fact that I go a lot. Um and so if we miss that, you know, my family will go to Magic Kingdom and ride one thing and that'll be our only Magic Kingdom day. You know, and for most families that's not gonna be good enough. That's your expectations too. Like you right. have you go into that with the expectation of like Correct. if I wanna be carefree and not worry about which day to go or whatever, which is all things your travel agent would do for you if you have a travel agent and ask them to do this for you they'll tell you all this stuff so yeah another reason to get a travel agent but you're you're going in with that expectation of like it might be busy we're fine we need to get a dole whip and we need to ride one ride yeah my um my spring break trip we just took our magic kingdom day we didn't even we barely went off main street we like got on main street did a little shopping got the kids silhouettes done i took my oldest daughter on tron so that was our only venture off and then we rode the train in the loop and we were done, <laughs> you know? And so, yeah. So anyway, all that to say, I don't, I just agree with you all. I don't have a lot to add to the conversation because it's not my personal approach, but I can help people do it. And I agree that, especially if you're thinking this is our big trip, crowd management is is super important, not only for your success and accomplishing things, but also for like happy, I, I would think spousal happiness kind of <laughs> lives mm-hmm. inside of the I- I think also the, when you go to like, you're, you know, counting the cost. when we talk about that again, you and I are, we're all, I think all three of us are annual pass holders. So going into Magic Kingdom and spending three hours on Main Street and not doing anything else doesn't feel like a bad investment. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. All right. That's a good one. Um, okay. So we're going to add that to the list. We are going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we will continue going right on through these. Hey, Smart Moms Plan Disney podcast listeners. Have you joined our online communities yet? You can find us on Facebook and on Instagram at Smart Moms Plan Disney Podcast, where we're connecting daily with listeners, answering questions, and sharing our favorite Disney memories. Joining one of our communities, especially on Facebook, is like pulling up your own chair and joining the conversation yourself. Why let Tuesday be the only day you hear from us? Come join us to continue episode conversations or maybe even tell us if you disagree with something we've said. We're planning trips, offering tips, and ready for you to pull up your chair. So follow the links in our show notes and join us at Smart Moms Plan Disney Podcast on Facebook and on Instagram. All right, everyone, welcome back. We are working through, Katie, LJ, and I, uh, a list that is going to be full of the top 
seven tips, tricks, strategies, doc approaches that you need to have a successful Disney World vacation. The list so far already has five things on it. So we really only have two more spots. Uh, we have use a smart mom's travel agent. And for any smart mom's travel agents listening today, our hidden Mickey will be agent. Stay on property. Put down your refundable $200 deposit as soon as you know you want to travel to Disney World. Don't over plan. Include a down day and follow the cues of your family and practice crowd management uh, skills like planning of lightning lanes, park times and days, etc. I think that feels pretty good. Like these are definitely things that are going to have a you with a better experience. So that then takes it, Katie, to you. We only have two spots left. Um, I'm starting to take some things off my list that I know, like maybe I'll just mention as an honorable mention, but I'm not going to fight for them on the main list. So where are you, Katie, then with yours? Oh, man. So some of the ones I have on here are a little more, I guess, granular. I mentioned maybe some lightning lane strategies because we were just mentioning about that before the break um, and things like that. I think this is the one I'm going to pitch to you right now, though, because I think it's broader. We already talked about it a little bit, but I feel like it's so important for you to be able to keep coming back to the magic that I am passionate that this needs to be on the list. Okay. Okay. So I have convert the Disney doubter. My husband at one time was a Disney doubter and now like Disney's his favorite place. (laughs) Um, But I think that it goes a long way to cater to that person and make sure that they're having a good time on the trip. And for each person, for each Disney doubter, that's going to look a little bit different. But for my husband, like he loves it so much whenever we commit to we're not waking up at the crack of dawn and going for rope drop. He loves when we can sleep in, enjoy the resort, and then hit the parks in the afternoons. Or things like hire a babysitter, have a date night. Like, how awesome would it be to plan a date night in Epcot, do the Eat to the Beat series? Like, that would be so great. There are so many ways to convert the Disney doubter that I feel like if you're not leaning into that, like, listen, if, if Matt told me this is our one and only lifetime trip, I would do whatever it was to make sure he had a great time. So he'd be like, we should do that again. Yeah, I, I'm looking at more things that are going to be like, we're booking or... That's why I do kind of feel like it should go in the standby and we should yeah. see what else what else we yeah. have. I that you want to get your doubter on board, but I don't think it's like a top seven strategy. Okay, we still need two more on our list. I have one I think is pretty good. I think this is something that does make your trip better. I have get a park hopper and familiarize yourself with transportation routes. The reason I put them in one is because you want to know how you're getting from park to park. And the reason I think both are important is because, number one, the park hopper is usually not too expensive to upgrade. It's like 100 200 bucks, you know, for everybody. It, it really doesn't stack up too much. And, you know, what if you have this big dream to see Happily Ever After the Magic Kingdom fireworks show and it rains on your Magic Kingdom day? Mm-hmm. And then you're stuck. You're not going back because you don't have a park hopper. Or what if your son or daughter just cried when they entered Galaxy's Edge and it was a life-changing moment for your family and you want to return? Well, you can't. And when you don't have a park hopper, you're really not opening yourself up to that flexibility on your trip. And I think that Disney trips really thrive off of having flexibility. So I think upgrading to a park hopper, even if you don't plan on packing your days and hopping, hopping, hopping everywhere, I think it's a smart idea. 
to allow for spontaneity and flexibility. And obviously you want to familiarize yourself with transportation routes because you're going to want to do resort character dining. You're going to want to do things at, you know, at the boardwalk or in a park that you don't know how to get there. You just have to know, like, am I taking a boat? Am I taking the Skyliner, the bus? What, what am I doing and how do I get there and how do I make it work for my family? I agree with all of that. And actually what was on my list that I feel like broadens it a little bit is familiarize yourself with the My Disney Experience app. Looking at that map, looking at wait times um, and understanding, like you said, how to get from point A to point B whenever you want to go somewhere. I think that that is some of the best information that I could give you is just explore that app take the time to know how to make that mobile food order take the time to know how to book that lightning lane you are going to be so grateful if you do that ahead of time than whenever you're in the park trying to figure out how to make make the app work and i think a lot of that comes back to familiarize yourself with the map and everything too yeah I'm a little bit torn about the park hopper because I feel like it's kind of a case by case basis. Like I don't feel like I can say to everybody in the world that the park hopper is like, a you've got to have it. I feel like it's tempting when you have the park hopper to over plan. I feel like you think you can do more than you can. Yeah. And when you're like, I'm going to do magic kingdom and then I'm going to hop over to Hollywood Studios, you're like, well, you're getting like in a in a half a day at Magic Kingdom, you're getting like a tenth of Magic Kingdom covered, and yeah. in the same half day over at Hollywood Studios, it's like you know twenty percent of it. I think what you said about knowing your transportation and doing a couple of practice runs on the app to be like, how do I book a mobile food order? Yeah, and I'm you know, totally just- fine with the list item being familiar familiarize yourself with transportation routes and the my disney experience app like i think that's a solid tip mm-hmm. um i was coming and i agree with you that a hopper can tend to make you over plan because you just feel rushed all day i was uh-huh. kind of thinking hopper in the more sense of it of it actually relaxing you like knowing you have freedom because it's such a low upgrade like even if you hop once i'm like well that was worth it you know what i mean and and that's true and that's kind of the approach i was taking and like i said I, as long as i've said it on here and people know that hey, this is not an option to overpack, but it's an option to kind of release some stress. Um, I'm fine to take it off, but that was- Like having your perspective correct with the park hopper, where if you're going to view it as like a tool to what's our goal, make it the most enjoyable trip with the people that we love. Like if you use it as that, then I'm totally behind it. I would say that like, I agree with- what you've what you've both been talking about i originally didn't plan on park hopping terribly often and so i was like eh i could kind of take or leave park hopper but if i think back to um like that first trip that changed my life right we went for five days and i intentionally did two days at magic kingdom which i do think you should do two days at magic kingdom there's enough there for two days um but if you like let's suppose i couldn't afford to go for that fifth day if i had just upgraded to the park hopper i could have maybe bumped it down to four days and saved money by making that like splurge moment so i think that you have to think about that and strategize it But I think that Allie had a really solid point. Like, we all know it gets rainy in Florida. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And if it rained on my only Magic Kingdom day and I didn't see the happily ever after fireworks, I would have been devastated. Yeah. That's why I think it's a smart add-on. Because it gives you flexibility. But you know what? Let's take it out. Let's put familiarize yourself with transportation routes and my Disney experience app. And let's put the park hopper thing on standby. All right. Yep. Okay. I agree. 
And then we only have one spot left. So we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we're all going to share our final one. And then uh, we're going to have our list. Hey there, friends. I'm Katie Boone, one of your podcast co-hosts. I'd love to invite you to join my Facebook Disney planning community called Planning Disney with Babies, Toddlers, and Preschoolers. In my group, I love discussing all the aspects of planning your magical vacation with little ones. Find my community at facebook.com slash groups slash plan Disney with little ones. Again, that's facebook.com slash groups slash plan Disney with little ones. When you join, don't forget to tell me you heard about my group on the podcast. See you there. Hey, it's Becky from Smart Moms Podcast. So you keep hearing this word, Disney bounding, but maybe you don't know quite what it means. Or maybe you're already a Disney bounder and love showcasing your Disney fandom in the parks. Either way, come join us on Facebook at the Disney bounding community by Smart Moms Travel. We play games, plan outfits, do giveaways and challenges, and support each other in adding just a little bit of pixie dust to both your Disney vacations as well as your day-to-day. Find the link in the show notes, and I hope to see you soon in the Disney bounding community Facebook group. All right, we are back. We have six out of seven of our top strategies. So far, they are use a smart mom's travel agent to book your trip, stay on property, put down your refundable $200 deposit as soon as you know you'd like to take your family to Disney World. Notice I didn't say as soon as you know when. Don't overplan or forget to include a down day on your vacation. Be sure to follow cues from your family on what they need. Crowd management, next level planning of things like lightning lane, park times, days, etc. Familiarize yourself with transportation routes and the My Disney experience. We have a few things in standby queue that we can move off. But first, I want to hear your best last option for our seventh spot and see if we have anything left that could top it. Katie, what did you have as your final one? And then I'll share mine. We'll decide what goes on the list. Okay. So I have two here that sort of play into ones that we've already talked about. So we mentioned follow cues from your family. And I said, slow down the pace. Yeah, Keep it enjoyable. Yeah. But that's already rolled into that one. Um, I also have one where you were talking about plan for transportation and everything. And I think that it's worth mentioning one of LJ's laws, the laws of LJ. The laws only of LJ. One, yes. Only take one leg of transportation from point A to point B. Amen. That could be another one. Like, don't be so hung up on getting things for free that you lose sight of the main goal, which is to have the most enjoyable time with the people you love. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Even roll that, I can even roll that and say like familiarize yourself with the transportation routes to try to only ever take one. Yeah. That's what I was thinking. That would, that would sort of roll into that one. So my very last suggestion, like I said, it's a little bit more granular cause it's not as broad, but, uh, It's book a lightning lane according to map wait times. And so what I mean by that, and this is a strategy that my family implements and uses really well. So you're going to get Genie Plus and you're going to be able to book lightning lanes for wherever you want. But obviously it makes the most sense to book a Genie Plus lightning lane for whichever rides have the highest wait times. So what my family likes to do is we will book a lightning lane for a ride that chronically has long waits but we will look on the map and especially plan for ones that have other rides or attractions around it that have typically low waits for so for example peter pan's flight is a great one to use this strategy with so peter pan always has a long wait and i would book a lightning lane for that but then a lot of times like small world across the way has a five minute wait or the carousel has a five minute wait or philhar magic which is right beside it has a five minute wait so we like to intentionally strategize grabbing a lightning lane 
that has a long wait and going to the other rides around it that are shorter waits as well. And that way my kids don't feel like they're waiting in line a lot of the day. Do you think this one is directly related to crowd management? Yeah, that's where I would put it. I think it's a great, like, it's like really good that you went that detailed for people, but I feel like it can go in. That's true. That's true. It does go in crowd management, doesn't it? I agree with you that it's a thing you should be doing 100%, but I think it's crowd management. So that's going to leave me to give you what I think maybe the last one should be. And I have two, but I don't like one of them. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) We have Park Hopper in the standby queue. One of the ones that I don't really like, I do like it, but I don't think it's a top seven, is to buy a magic band. Um, I think magic bands make your life easier. Charging privileges, they're your lightning lanes, they're your park entry. I I just think you should have them. I don't think you should necessarily do magic band plus, but I I believe in the magic bands. Um, I don't agree. It's a top seven strategy. It's not, you know, it's going to make your life easier, but... Okay, put it in standby. Okay, it's in standby. Last one I have to pick from is going to be to take your first trip before your kids turn three. That's brilliant. Yes, that's it. That's it. Wait, 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 wait. That's so good. So let me just really fast for listeners that don't know. The reason I'm saying take your trip before your kids turn three is because most people are like, no, they won't remember it. Well, blah, blah, blah. You will. And your kids are free. This is your money saving tip of the year. Don't pay for them when you don't Mm -hmm. have to bring them to the parks before they're three. And what if we have our big top seven list and then at the bottom in bold print, we just say, don't forget the goal is to have fun. (laughs) Yes. Like friendly reminder, maybe not your your strategy because you know doc is all about strategy but like reminder in all of your strategizing not to let your strategizing overwhelm you and give you anxiety about the trip but rather keep the goal in mind i'm gonna argue with you on the three thing because i don't like these are supposed to be like the seven things that are like we could give to the general public at large and feel comfortable that like that these make sense for everybody there's a very small portion of the population that their kids are still under three the three things should probably just be somewhere where it's like like it should be added to like somewhere where we're like saving money or like just being smart about like it could almost be put down your 200 dollars deposit and try to do it before and try to make before before yeah that's okay that's actually a good place to do it like not like because we're talking with the 200 dollars deposit we're talking about like don't sit around and wait like get planning yeah so so then that comma if if your kids under three don't know that means our last one needs to be park hopper but what if we say no no lj doesn't like it at all even if we say oh my gosh even- I just don't think it fits the criteria. You're like, it's not like the seven things are like, yeah. this is for everybody. Yeah. I don't think park cover is. Well, it is for everybody's peace of mind. But it, I mean, I don't know. Is last one then use a magic band? I I'll be honest. Band- I'm on team anti-magic band. <laughs> I, because I think. I think the last one is like putting what the goal is, or I don't think it's even the last one. I think it's like, this is the main thing. Cause it's like, it ties into everything that we're saying, everything that we talked about. We're like, don't forget that your family, like that you're like what you're trying to do. Okay. Like with park hopper, we're like, don't forget though. You're trying to have the most enjoyable time, not trying yeah, to do everything, not trying to save the most money, not trying like all these other sub goals that are less important. So I'm like, gonna, that's why I'm like, what I'm going to do then is I'm going to take the family cue thing out and I'm going to reword it. So tell me this, is this our top seven list? Use the smart mom's travel agent for free. Stay on property and consider a split stay. Put down your refundable $200 deposit. As soon as you know, you want to go to Disney world and try to plan for before your kiddo turns three, if possible, don't over plan and be sure to include a down day. Think about crowd management. So neck level planning with lightning lanes, park times and days. 
Familiarize yourself with transportation routes. Try to only ever take one form. And of course, the My Disney Experience app. And finally, follow cues from your family. And remember, the ultimate goal of this vacation is happiness. Woo, 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 woo. There it is. That's it. That's it. I feel really <laughs> strong about that. I feel good about it. That is how you're going to have a great vacation. That is how Disney World is not going to be overwhelming. It's not going to be anxiety-ridden. And it is just going to be something that your family will will love and, and remember forever. I can get behind this completely. This is a solid list for everybody that's going to Disney. Like this is, these are the top seven. All right. I love it. I'm so glad that we did this. And this episode is going to provide so much help to people that are thinking about planning. I want to remind everyone that our dopey uh, submissions have closed officially. And our dopiest of them all will be next week where we will be reading on air silly mistakes that people have made. Some may be like, you know, palm to forehead type things. Some may be hilarious. I cannot wait to share them. And hopefully we can all laugh at each other and learn from each other's mistakes. For today, that's going to do it for us on the Smart Moms Plan Disney podcast. As always, please, please, please use your doc strategy. If you are planning, looking at planning, or ready to start planning your Disney trip, and you don't already have a Smart Moms travel agent, check out the link in our bio. Hit us up, fill it out, get connected with a podcast host, Smart Moms Travel Agent, and we're going to help you have the best time. Be sure to follow us everywhere you get your podcasts. Uh, Like and subscribe. It really helps us out. Give a five-star review. Uh, We love doing this for y'all. So the more you can, can be in there and throw that support our way, we are just so, so grateful. We are on all forms of social media at Smart Moms Plan Disney Podcast. We're interacting with listeners daily. And uh, we hope that you'll join that conversation after you listen to ours. Until next time, we'll see you real soon.